That's me, Jimmy Kudo, high school detective. Not long ago, while enjoying a night at an amusement park with my best friend Rachel, I witnessed something shady going down involving a pair of suspicious men dressed in black. Because I was so absorbed watching the transaction, I didn't notice another one of their crew sneaking up from behind. He forced an untested experimental poison down my throat. And when I woke up... I found that my body had shrunk. Taking Dr. Agasa's advice, I decided to shield my identity, believing that if the creeps in black discovered I was alive, they'd come after me to finish what they started. When Rachel pressed me for my name, I invented Conan Etagawa. To gather clues about my attackers, I moved in with Rachel and her father, Detective Richard Moore. But it turned out her dad's not that great of a gumshoe. I just couldn't bear him butchering the deductive arts, so I used my own talents to help him out and have since solved one difficult case after another. Thanks to me, Richard's become an international sensation. And I've become an elementary student again. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where if we die, we die together. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Reading friends. And this week, we watch Kenji Kodama's Case Close, the time bomb skyscraper. Before we get in the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, we are drinking a wine by the name of True Myth. Ooh, that sounds fun. It's from Paso Robles, California. What's that little thing that says uh, on the top of the label? Her secret is patience. Oh. And basically, there's a quote from uh, Rolf... Waldo Emerson. Oh, cool. Did I call him Rolf? Rolf. Ed <laughs> <laughs> boy, <laughs> take a walk. <laughs> Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Wow. Oh, I love wow. that, dude. That's deep. There's uh, definitely some women in this movie who had a lot of patience with uh, the people in their lives. Yeah. Mostly Rachel with her uh, disappearing boyfriend, but you know. Yeah, I want to talk about that later. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about in this episode. There's uh, some real in- investigative energy that needs to be put into uh, maybe my recent behavior, but uh, we'll we'll get there when we get there. So uh, I guess hit him with the pardon pour. Let's do it. I've been alcohol-free. Yeah, your moment. second shot in, dude. Well, didn't you have... You had beers yesterday, right? You had nothing no, yesterday? No, Friday. Oh. Yeah, these days, you know, fly by. We spend so much time watching reality TV that I don't actually know uh, where or when I am most of the time. So (laughs) thanks for that, you guys. Uh, Well, Dad, we have our true myth all poured out. What do you want to tell me about this movie? It's a 1997 Japanese animated feature film based on Kosho Aoyama's Mm -hmm. Detective Conan manga series featuring Detective... Jimmy Kudo. One of the coolest, coolest high school characters ever, dude. Unfortunately, you know, you don't really get to see him too often as a, an actual high schooler, but right, still, very cool. I guess the film takes place between episodes 54 and 55. Um, obviously, I've never watched the, uh, the series. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what it's like. I like this movie. This was like a fun movie for me. Yeah. Well, it sort of brought me back to... It felt sort of like Saturday morning cartoon really? kind of stuff, yeah. I can see that. And uh, I don't... You know, there just wasn't a lot about this movie. And the fact that even Rotten Tomatoes didn't even have it listed. There is no listing for it. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. 
of all the movies that we've gone, this seems like at least would have uh, well there some was, reason to be up there. Yeah, and it was the first movie, so you would think that you know with one of the longest lasting series. Yeah, so I mean, either I just totally botched it and <laughs> you know did a fucked up search, <laughs> but it, I couldn't find. Possible. I could not find any Rotten Tomatoes. So we had one that had no reviews, and this one had no listing. Yeah. Hey, when we're uh, diving into the anime obscura, sometimes you won't really get the, uh, I guess, the outside attention that you're hoping for that really brings it into uh, the fold. Yeah. But we do have some letterbox. Granted, there weren't many, uh, as you probably can imagine. Yeah. But I did try to find the ones that I liked a little bit. So uh, the first letterbox, worst review, is for uh, two and a half stars by Onion on April 11, 2020. I will, I will re, uh, Jesus, I will reiterate, that was hard for me, that the premise of Detective Conan is existentially terrifying. So, granted, we very much pay little attention to, like, explaining things to people in terms of the movie that we're actually watching, but the, the premise is that a 17-year-old detective stumbles upon some sort of crime, gets hit in the back of the head, and is fed an experimental poison. And after a one-in-a-million chance... He shrinks into a child. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, that's like one of those like weird drug commercials. It's like, yeah. if you take uh, Phrenexterol, your dick might fucking blow up. Uh, your balls might start to uh, sag like uh, a broken water balloon. Or you might turn into a child. It, it's one of those weird drug side effects that it isn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. One in a million chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what was the poison for? Was it for killing people or like? <laughs> I know. That doesn't. Well, you know, this is anime, so. But still, like the science behind that is like so flimsy that it, it, it it's yeah. hilarious to me. It really is. Yeah, they could have come up come up with a better, uh, you know, reasoning why he <clears throat> reverted back to a six year old. Yeah, but to, to classify it as a poison, like that's a huge fuck up. Not only <laughs> is it the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, the chemist God. behind that one, you know, they discovered something quite, you know, cool. Yeah. But at the same point. He uh, discovered the found the youth. Yeah. And he tried to kill somebody. <laughs> Where are those criminals, too? Like, that needs to be addressed, too. Like, maybe he needs to track those people down. Why do they have that poison and they're just going to pop it in his mouth like a fucking, you know, uh, Pez? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, three stars by Lorenzo on September 24, 2020. Good first movie for the series. This was basically an anime version of Die Hard 3 and did not disappoint. Uh, I think you had mentioned this in your spotlight and we can get there in a second, but I didn't. I really didn't mind this movie. It was kind of fun. It did uh, draw on some things, as I'm sure you'll uh, you'll key up on. But, you know, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't as against it as I was as Jinro. Let's put it at that. I can definitely let this one go. Yeah, it's a definite uh, departure from uh, Jinro. By, by all means. <laughs> Which yeah. it was sort of surprising that you had uh, picked this one. I got not surprising, but well, the connective tissue is there. They are technically both police movies, so I had to have one where I'm very, very negative, and then one where I'm like kind of supportive. Which goes right into the next comment, which is uh, three stars by Alba on June sixth, twenty twenty. Watch this because a friend of mine likes Conan, and it was fun. But ACAB, so Conan, Y, Sue, Squad, Conman, KK. And I, I didn't really understand what happened at the end of that. And I imagined it was the police storming Alba's room for him talking shit or typing ACAB. Very much like maybe we'll be eventually stormed uh, here. But 
I don't even understand that. What what's the ending mean? Coleman? I have. That's what I'm saying. Like I have no idea. Like I said, he. It seems I think like that's got... when when the drugs kicked in. All of a sudden, he was just like, "Oh, jeez." Yeah. <laughs> he just started freaking typing in gibberish. Or he got hit in the back of the head like Cornhauser. Uh, he was on his fucking computer writing a letterbox review, and uh, good speed came back with a, with a statue to the yeah. the back of the head. Uh, we have another three and a half stars by KFY. On September 2015, uh, or yeah, September 20th, 2015, started watching in the middle. And I put this one in here because I think that's really weird when people do that. When people like, I know people who like start books in the middle. Some people who were like, will start a series in the middle of like the actual like season three, they'll start it and then go back. I think that's like sociopathic behavior. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. I, Why uh, would you start this in the middle? Also, like, what's happening in the middle that would make you want to, like, continue? I guess maybe that's where the, the train thing is. I don't know. But the, if you start anything in the middle, books, movies, even a song, that's that's pretty bizarre for me. Uh, and then finally, this is actually a five-star by A Nation Merv. I don't really actually. I butcher that name. But it is on uh, September 18, 2020. Let's go 9-11. Okay. Could Conan have stopped 9-11? Do you think he had the uh, the crime solving acumen to have prevented uh, attack no. on the United? No, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have no idea. Well, no, he's always you know basically given a scenario mm-hmm. uh, or uh, you know like hey I've you know hit all these bombs so nine eleven nobody knew it was coming. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, there were technically bombs in the tower and uh, some tellings of that. So maybe maybe this is where that comment even came from. I think that's yeah. what maybe they were alluding maybe. to. But uh, I'm not I'm not a, a fucking 9-11 truther. Uh, at least I won't say that I am in this moment. Maybe I'll come back around. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we've, uh, you know, given a little bit of the Internet's thoughts on this movie, Dad, where would you like to shine your spotlight? This one felt like a Saturday morning cartoon for me. I mean, right in the beginning when he, uh, you know, the father, well, it's actually, it's not his father. Yeah. But, um, you know, he basically throws a dart in his, in the back of his neck and then he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shoots him, knocks him unconscious. <laughs> Excuse me. It, it was like in Hong Kong Fui. Oh my God. Where, you know, there's always this bumbling, you know, detective or uh, superhero, but there's always somebody in the, you know, his sidekick or somebody else that actually, you know, makes him look good and solves the crime. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, here we go. And um, we always give shit to a lot of movies for copying anime, but mm. I felt like this one had a few ideas from prior movies. I you're absolutely right. They they took a lot of liberties uh, with what they were stealing from, and it seems like I mean you have uh, what do you have on here? I got Back to the Future. Uh huh. Marty McFly on his skateboard. There we go. That's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that one uh, when I first saw it. Yeah. And then of course speed, where the trains can't go below you know sixty kilometers per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then apparently Die Hard, apparently three. I've never even seen any of the Die Hard. Yeah, I'm not, I can't remember the the premise of Die Hard 3, but Mm. obviously. John McClane doing something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Being a super soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I got got the Saturday morning cartoon vibe too. And that's kind of why I was like probably down for it. Like it did just have a lightheartedness that was very much 
needed, I guess, uh, after just some of the, the subject matter that we've, we've dived into recently. Uh, for me, I had two spotlights. One of them was the idea that, you know, Conan has to, or excuse me, Jimmy Kudo, however we're going to address him here, has to become f- uh, friends with children again. He forms this, you know, little yeah. detective squad. But that's such a funny concept to me. And we'll really uh, dive deep into, like, becoming younger again thing later. But if you were to be turned young again, that is a lot of time where you have to, like, reform fucking uh, relationships with children. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Coded, you want to go outside? And you're fucking, like, 50 years old on the inside. It's like, shut the fuck up, Jason. You have a bald spot on your head. <laughs> your mother used to ash shit and your your uh, your spot in your fucking head is a baby. Like that's that's the type of shit that I probably wouldn't be able to do it if I was made a child again. Uh, and also, the reason why I like watching these dubs is because how often they they kind of fuck up the actual context or they mess things around just to make sense for it to be in English at all. Right. So the idea of going to like a rich person party and then everybody knows how to speak Japanese, like, Oh, on this card I have written a, a Japanese riddle. You all see it. You'll be able to decipher it. It's like, how is all these celebrities, musicians like picking up uh, on shit like that? And also I liked his little speech about like cooking essentially to, because he's a bachelor. Uh, he's just, it's yeah. Like, yeah, the culinary arts are to show my my true passion is just getting pussy. <laughs> Talk about the beauty of the scones and how my dick goes into your ass. <laughs> I noticed that there was a lot of times where there was like little um, Japanese things underneath. You know, what I mean, I didn't even know what they were saying half the time. I think it was like, probably their name and their age because it had the number uh, of their of their person. So I imagine it was just like their title or their name. Yeah. It was some sort of explanatory, um, inclusion there. Right. Uh, did you have any, uh, takeaways or unintentional lessons? Um, well, I said, let's, you know, don't be quick to dismiss a six year old in the room. He might be the smartest person in the room. (laughs) What room are you in with a six year old? (laughs) If I'm even, why would you even bring a six year old to the party? Like, yeah, and bring that little kid with you. Yeah, that was another thing. It was just like, why are you like okay with inviting children to this affair? Like, that's fucking bizarre how Conan weasels his way into these situations. And I mean, he schools the whole freaking party. I mean, he's the only kid, you know, person that figures out the riddle. Yeah. Um, People are whispering, it's like, who's that fucking kid? (laughs) They're doing like coke very openly at the party. It's like, whoa, is that someone's son? It's and um, it's obvious that rich people are always at the heart of all sinister plots, mm-hmm. as we all have come to know, you know, in terms of today's world of conspiracy theories. It's always the rich that are at the uh, the center of these things. Yeah. Some dude bought insurance uh, on the Twin Towers right before it got hit. So <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> did it happen like they say? It did. But I do have a takeaway of my own. Uh, you can still be immature and use your daddy issues to justify your bad behavior, even into your thirties, which, uh, obviously is played out in the, the way that Leo Joel, uh, essentially falls from grace, but we've been watching a lot of summer house. That's really why I put this. And a lot of those people are emotionally broken and it just goes to show that, you know, you never really get rid of your daddy issues and very much like Leo Joel, he maybe killed his dad and, had to wipe out all of his mistakes in his 30s with a, a big blaze of fire. So 
I hope to be in that place in my own life where I can just uh, leave all my troubles in a pile of ash. Yeah, I'm so glad that I've gotten my second shot <laughs> that I'm not going to hopefully at now be able to go out of the house with confidence that I will not catch COVID and not have to sit there and watch these reality TV shows. Yeah, yeah. That your mother seems to fall in love with. I I, I don't know that she falls in love with him, but I'm in love with it, dude. Yeah, you can. I really do get invested in these people's lives because I just want to like fix these people. Like Hannah Burner, if you're listening, fuck you, but I'll fix you, baby. Come on, <laughs> come on the show. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but what I'm not kidding about is uh, these three lies and a truth. So uh, we had a, a little spat last week where you, uh, I guess, said that you don't believe my lies, and I had to kind of step it up, and I'm going to continue to do that. So hopefully this is uh, only the beginning of what will be more lies that I, I throw on top of the cake here. So first entry on Three Lies and the Truth. After the success of the first Conan movie, director Kodama has since directed every Detective Conan movie and considers the series his life work. Entry number two. Detective Conan creator Gosho Aoyama, or Oyama? Whoops has a love for the uh, has a love for word games and often hides the answer to a mystery in plain sight with a code word. Entry number 3. Creator Oyama has tried several times to end the Detective Conan series, including multiple cures for Jimmy's poison, but each time he is overwhelmed by fan support to continue Conan's story. And finally, the original idea for Detective Conan was based on creator Oyama's high school love for the television show Columbo. Excuse me. And his consideration of what Columbo would be like if he was younger. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? I don't think that he has tried to cure Jimmy's poison. I think that's a lie. You locking that in? Yeah. That is correct. So that is a lie. I might have read that they did try to do that, but I, I don't know if it was ever in the consideration of like ending the series. This is a fucking cash cow, dude. They just dropped a, a Conan movie in 2020, 2021. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, to, you know, cure him. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. Unless you <laughs> want to kill the show. like. You know. I would be interested to know, like, I don't know, just Jimmy having a normal life. He need, he deserves it, dude. He can't be hanging around with these ch kids. But anyways. The thing of it is, is like, how long does he stay six years old? Apparently enough to There's be. There's been literally thousands of episodes i believe or something like that in the manga yeah crazy length of manga a lot of movies i mean they've had movies since the 90s so yeah. it, it's like a like a simpsons like a bart and lisa like they never get yeah, any older exactly all right what else do you think is a lie i'm gonna say the colombo thing is bs mm -hmm. you are correct if okay. that's what you're locking in. He did like Columbo, but he uh, I never found the information that would make that true, where he like wanted to know what Columbo was all about if he was younger. That'd be funny as shit. I've never seen Columbo. I feel like I say that about almost anything we talk about, but and then no, I just Columbo was pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Who was the main star in it? Oh, um Falk or I can't remember. Peter Falk? No. I don't know. You try to figure it out. I'll fucking look it up for my own uh my own interest. And let's see, which one? Yeah, beautiful. I'm going to say the first one, after the, the success of the first Conan movie, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's the truth. That's the truth? Are you locking that in? Yeah. 
You are incorrect. Ah. It was that uh, Gosho Oyama has a love for word games. And I thought you were going to get this, because that's kind of uh, played with in the movie. There is kind of a lot of like yeah. grammatical stuff that is moved around. But yeah, sorry. That's three points going the other way. And you really needed those points, because Erskine has had a fucking hell of a week. Uh, and we'll have to get into that in just a moment. But we're going to play a little Were You Paying Attention? So... Refs, not going to say they're fingering each other because you got mad at me that one time. Uh, Erskine is, is, is there with his sponsor, and I'll have to kind of explain how we even got there. But you know what? Let's just hit him with those horns, Joe. Let's jump right into it. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cuff. Coming to you live from Raymond James Stadium in sunshiny Tampa Bay. We're anticipating a great game between the Baton Rouge Cajun Crawfish and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tainer Skines. Looking like a new man after a tough week in SA. But he'll have to beat out the Cajun's hungry, hungry nose tackle. Adrian ate out the owner's daughter, Mancini. Back to you, Drew. SA. Wow, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad. First question. At the scene of Magnus Kornheiser's murder, what letter is around the drinking glass? Is it A, B, C, or D? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say A. A? Yeah. Alrighty, back to you, Joe. Thanks, Drew. If you've been following the news, you'd know that it's been a troubling few weeks for the Vipers and their journeyman quarterback, all of which culminated in an OJ and the Bronco type situation down Tampa Bay's I-275 on Monday morning. <laughs> After being taken in by police, Patrick Erskine checked himself into a local Strippers Anonymous clinic. After an intervention hosted by myself and his closest family members, something we'll re-examine at the half. But in the meantime, let's see if Erskine's play has improved since he found God in a halfway, halfway house. Erskine takes the snap. He drops back. He throws a dump off to the halfback, but a linebacker jumps the pass, and he's taking it out the other way. Quentin jerks off it for only <laughs> jerks off on OnlyFans for five dollars. Featherstone can't even say his name <laughs> with a pick out of nowhere and a touchdown for the Cajun Crawfish. Wow! So down ten, really early. That's uh, that's not a good look for yeah, Erskine, this... who's in a fragile place right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm shook. Yeah, Strippers Anonymous uh, really, really took the, the life out of your eyes, and this is not what you need right now. Nah. All right, question number two. On May 4th, Mariarty or Moriarty and Holmes fell into what waterfall? Is it A, Sutherland Falls, B, Bridal Veil vale Falls, C, Hinoki Falls, or D, Reidenbach Falls? Uh, I remember this, but... I'm going to say it's D. D? Alrighty, Joe, let him hear it. Drew, the Vipers are coming out in their 12 steps to getting over stripper pussy package. And Erskine looks like he's got something to prove. <laughs> Erskine drops back. Play action. Now we'll take a shot downfield. And it's a beauty. Raja abandoned my son in a IHOP Ballantine. Making this one in for a first down, Vipers. All Making right. this one. Taking this one in for a first down. Yeah, you uh, you have a chance to score with this third one, so be very careful uh, as we approach halftime. So, question number three. Professor Leo Joel's home is an example of Stuart architecture, 
which was popularized in what century? Is it A, 16th century, uh, B, 17th, C, 18th, or D, 19th? I'm going to say B, 17th. All righty, Joe. Let him hear it. Drew, the Vipers are lined up, and I swear this is the last time package. Let's see how the defense responds. Erskine takes a snap. He's standing strong in the pocket. He looks cool as a cucumber, and now he'll step into his throw, and it's a laser right into the hands of the postman. Goron, dick like a banana slug, Tokovic, with the easy catch, and he'll take this one in for a Tampa Bay touchdown. So we're coming back. It's uh, 7 to 10, wow. and you have a chance to fucking make this that a game. That might be my first touchdown pass in a while. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> it's been <laughs> almost like punts, interceptions, and just bad vibes yeah. coming from uh, Erskine himself. Yeah. A lot of time sitting in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Getting jerked off in the drug take with uh, dudes who have face tattoos. Oh, no. And lying about it. <laughs> then defending the cops. We're not going to lit- re-litigate la- last episode, but we do have to litigate this, uh, I guess, this intervention. So we're going to cut away to a, a clip, uh, I guess, of uh, Joe Cuck entering Patrick's home, surprisingly. So uh, send it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's there? Patrick! Patrick, it's me, Joe! What? I'm here with your family. We're here for an intervention. An intervention? I kick the door down. (laughs) Patrick, we need you to sit down. What? You gotta be kidding me. I flown in your mother, your father, your uncle, and your sister from Slovenia, and we need to have a talk. Things have been going rough in your life, and nobody likes to see you struggling, especially me, your biggest fan. As someone who's engaged in the strippers with you, I know the pain. Patrick, why you do this to me, Patrick? Why you have to be big, big party boy? Patrick, you, we're here to help you. Ma, I don't have a problem. I know, you're such a good boy. Patrick, I should have known when I found you banging, <laughs> banging that girl at the butcher shop. I should have sent you to military school with that goddamn freaking Blatnik shit kid son of a bitch. Mr. Erskine, watch your mouth. <laughs> this is being televised. Dad, that was your mistress. Don't you, I mean, you're being a hypocrite. Oh my God, no, don't tell me that. That can't be. What do you mean it was your mistress? Patrick. We're not going to talk about this now. This is about you. Uncle, quit giving, tell Patrick why he needs to stop drinking. Patrick, you banged your father's mistress? I give him like a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Patrick, when I first took you to Slovenian strip club, it was supposed to be a celebration. You were turning 12 years old. You were a man. You had carried milk from mountain to strip club and back. I was trying to teach you self-control, but you never touch. Never touch stripper pussy. What are you doing? Well, you know, I I don't know what to say. I mean, you said it would be okay. That everyone would be proud of me. No, Patrick, I, I, I said that they would be happy that you throw money at them. Not that they'd be proud. Only your family can feel pride for you, not the, the strippers. I know, but I love the strippers. Patrick! What do strippers do for you? What do they make you feel? They give me the reason to keep going on, to fight. <laughs> I live for them. Patrick, 
Is me Svetlana Vanderpump Erskine? I just... I don't like how you treat women and how you think they give you power and the reason to live. You pressured me to become a stripper at a young age when I became well-developed at 13 with massive G-ties titties. And it's not fair. I wanted to be a librarian. And you told me to show my ass on TV. Show my ass in the strip club. It's because you hate yourself, Patrick. It's because you hate yourself. That's why. You know you loved it. What? <laughs> so misogynistic. <laughs> That's not true, Patrick. I didn't want to hook up with your friends. You pimped me out. You said, I'll never get this, but my friends can. That's not fair to me. I have big dreams. Well, you should have talked to dad. Because <laughs> dad said we needed extra money. And that's why I did it. I like when your accent comes out, Patrick. You've been <laughs> Americanized. You're too oversexed, over, overstimulated. You need to come home to Slovenia. But I can't. I have to keep playing football. It's my dream to be an NFL quarterback. Patrick. The Patriots will never bet you back. They just drafted Mac Jones. They don't need you anymore. You're washed up. And quite frankly, you dodged a bullet with the gonorrhea thing. It's just too dangerous in America. Come back to the motherland. What do you have to say, Patrick? You're going to jump back in the game? You're going to go to rehab? Or you're going to run away from your problems? I'm speechless. I don't know why my family's turning on me like this. All You're reflecting, want- Patrick. <laughs> I guess I'll have to enter rehab, even though I don't want to, because I love the strippers. I love the booze. I don't feel I have a problem. (laughs) Sounds like we've learned nothing here. (laughs) It's all my family's fault. (laughs) If my mother wasn't such a cow, and my dad wasn't (laughs) cheating with a woman that I slept with. (laughs) I'm just Patrick now, apparently. (laughs) We got to get back to this game. This is getting out of control. This fucking <laughs> this intervention lasted for like three hours. We only cut out the good bits, and then you see him crying at the end, like that black dude in that fucking video, yeah. that meme. Yeah, whatever. we're all having a big hug. <laughs> That's how you cried. All right, second half question number four. I'm glad we've uh, at least figured out why you're in Strippers Anonymous. That was a big step for you, even though you think you don't have a problem at all. Uh, which is, you'd beg the dip. Of course, I'm in denial. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah, you're definitely in denial. Uh, hopefully, you're not in denial of this end zone because you fucking need it. They're actually letting me back out on the field. Your sponsor's on the side. He's like in your ear. He's like, you don't need those strippers, man. They don't do anything for you. Yeah. He's just like, you have like a, a what, like a safety blanket, but it's like a G string. It's just got like <laughs> pussy juice on it. You're just huffing it. It's like, oh, this is no. what they need. <laughs> Your accent's coming out again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Patrick just got an accent all of a sudden. Well, he was with his family, dude. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've been Americanized and my true self came out. Yeah, you got on IG and started following too many fucking, I guess, prostitutes or whatever. You're just, like I said, too stimulized. But we're trying to we're trying to stimulate this fucking offense. So uh, question number four. What is the brand name of councilman's oh of the councilman's son's favorite cigarettes? Uh, is it A Cool or Cools? I don't really know. Uh, B Newport, C Panther, or D Maverick? It is C Panther. Alrighty, let's hear it, Joe. Drew 
Coming out of halftime, the Vipers are packed tight and they're addicted to booty sweat package. <laughs> Let's see if it's enough to get him a first. Melatane hikes it. He pumps. Now we'll throw it to the slot receiver on a slant. It is caught. Felix got a handy from Fran Levowitz LaFleur. Making the grab and picking up a few more as he's pushed out. And that's going to be a first down Vipers. Fran Lebowitz. I don't even know if she's like, I think she's a lesbian. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, don't know her. No, you don't know Fran Lebowitz? No. She's got a special on Netflix? Yeah, yeah I mean, you've done, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, question number five. What is the length of the train that the rest of the Junior Detective League is trapped on? Is it A, 150 meters, B, 200 meters, C, 250, or D, 300 meters? I think it's B, 200. Alrighty, back to you, Joe. Drew, the third quarter is ticking away, and the Vipers are lined up in their bought a fake penis for my piss test package. Erskine takes a snap. Fake handoff to Juicy Thighs. Now he throws it to the screen man with a green, or with a lot of green out front. Zachary wears a butt plug to Church with Tanya with a wall of blockers and the speed to make a big play. That's going to be a touchdown, Vipers. Wow, we've taken the lead. It is 14 to 10. And uh, it appears that I need an intervention, you know, every before every game. Yeah, you just needed your family to tell you that they loved you. Yeah. You need to get over your daddy issues as we've, uh, I guess, already sort of <laughs> pinpointed. Yeah. But apparently let's uh let's see if you got what it takes to pull this game away dude so question number six what year did leo joel complete his bridge is it a 1983 b 1986 c 1989 or d 1990 hmm i don't know this i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a a yeah all right, Joe, I want to hear how this game's going to go. Drew, we're deep in the fourth quarter, and the Vipers are lined up in their can't-stop-throwing-money-at-women package. Let's see what Erskine's got left in the tank. Vanilla hikes it. Eight out the daughter's, uh, eight out the owner's daughter, Mancini, is barreling through the line, and now Patrick is going to have to work on the move, but he's looking downfield, and he's going to let it rip. It's caught! Yes! Theodore sucked a dick for a Caesar salad ferryman <laughs> with a deep ball catch, and that's going to be another touchdown, Vipers. Wow, oh sucked, sucked a, a dick Caesar for a Caesar salad. salad. <laughs> I mean, the dude must have been hungry. And <laughs> only get a salad out of that, man. That is freaking harsh. Of all the salads, too. Caesar salads have, like, nothing on it. It's just Parmesan cheese, the fucking croutons, and the dressing. And he sucked a dick for it. You got to think that the, the salad was just left over, man. It was <laughs> just a left-out salad, yeah. and he still gave him There's head. no way you get a freaking choice for the menu, because you wouldn't be, like, going, hey, man, I'll, I'll take the salad now. You're so hungry that you offer to suck off the waiter if he gets you a Caesar salad. Uh, That's desperation, but... That wasn't a, a desperate move by you. You fucking delivered an absolute dime of a pass. And we're uh, we're heading out of here winners. Yeah. First time in weeks and all I you know. needed. And quite honestly, I was guessing on some of them. I feel like you guess on almost any question. No, no, no. I knew like the panther and I knew pretty much I knew the length of the train. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is I've usually I'll watch the movie twice or at least, at least try to watch it twice. And lately I've only been able to get one showing so yeah i'm the same way and i'm the one putting the fucking yeah. show together <laughs> so. and while i'm watching i'm always like going oh geez i gotta pay attention to these numbers and yeah. different things because i know you know you're gonna freaking get some obscure freaking 
thing. If you're really, they're not really obscure. But. No, I was gonna say it's like I haven't done that since like the early episodes. Yeah. I I'm actually much more courteous to you and your question answering abilities than you make it out to see. <laughs> you act like I'm just fucking pulling out like. Well, now you're making me sound even sadder. Yeah, you're fucking. <laughs> you suck at this game. <laughs> but you know, you got you did get a win, so I can't take that away from. Well, you, you know, I'm just trying to stay in character. I mean, you got to think that Patrick is just you know he's out there, man. He he doesn't. You know, so you're throwing the game to stay in the character. Your method. No, acting? no, no, no. I'm just saying he's doing a lot of freaking, you know, drinking and stuff. And he doesn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's doing a lot of drinking. Nothing, so it's got I. nothing to do with my freaking ability to freaking remember what the hell happened in the movie. But even while you're watching the movie, it's like, what would Petrick do right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the puppet master, you know, that <laughs> controls Petrick's life. Yeah, I'm just the one who fucking guides him in the room. And you're the one who pushes him, uh, pushes him out. But, hey, we're heading into that locker room feeling good. We have a, a win under our belts after just weeks of terrible fourth quarter losses. So the uh, we might not even do an ice bath, dude. We're just going to have a nice relaxing spa in there. <laughs> really just get hammered because we need it. But we will try to cool down, play a little Would You Rather. So you feeling ready? Yeah. All right. First, Would You Rather. Would you rather perform an operation on someone drunk, but you are being told what to do and you are liable for malpractice, or... Try to disarm a bomb while high on the substance of your choice with a Japanese manual only. So the first one, you will have somebody with you, like another doctor who's like telling you where to go, what to do, and you have to be able to do that. But you are shit-faced, and you are performing operation on, uh, I'm going to say a kid. Uh. (laughs) If we're going to keep it like, you know, 100, dude, you have to perform an operation on a child while you're drunk. Or you try to disarm a bomb. I'm also going to say it's in a hospital as well. And you're high on whatever you want to be high on. Uh, I'm just Not questioning life. how drunk am I? Uh, am I like you know, you're blackout? Sum- you're summer house drunk. You're like, oh. you're starting fights with people. Like, you're screaming. And at- what, what kind of operation am I performing? Uh, For one thing, I wouldn't be able to even cut into a person. Because one time I watched your mother get a freaking bowl removed on her back, and I almost passed out. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what happens if if the, let, let's say the body flap is already opened up? Like, you're kind of going into, like, operation style. Like, you just have the open body in front of you. I'm going to say he's trying to get, like, a tumor. Take out the funny bone? Yeah. You have to make sure you don't cut his, uh, his, his arteries or something like that. But you do have to remove a tumor. From their spine. (laughs) I've cut the spinal fluid sack. And then I'm liable, I mean, for malpractice. I mean, that would imply that I'm actually have a, you know, I'm a doctor. And you're not just some fucking celebrity shot doing this. Just like some guy, like, grab that guy. We need somebody to pull this tumor out. He looks (laughs) drunk as fuck. They just scoop up a homeless man from under the bridge, clean him up, give the him some The doctor like passes out, and they're like, "We need somebody to do it. Grab somebody quick. Can you do some freaking operation for us?" Yeah, I can. <laughs> just the dude doing the lawn, just like sleeping under a tree. They just ask him to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, oh, you're on the God. clock. Come in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would probably have to choose marijuana. Or coke. I've never done cocaine, but I feel like those are the only two that would be like feasible because I can't do psychedelics while trying to disarm a bomb. No, I wouldn't. Oh. I will say that the Japanese manual has pictures in it. So you do see have pictures, but the words are in Japanese. 
what happens if I get malpractice? I mean, do I go to jail or do I just, you know, get... That's the court for, you know, that's 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 for the court to decide. I, I can't technically say uh, whether you'd be put to prison or not, but you were, are you are open to a legal reprimand uh, if you fuck up. I honestly, I'm leaning towards the operation thing. Well, I would have to because I can't think uh, I'm going to be able to disarm this bomb without, you know, typically that would mean I'm going to probably die hmm. or be severely injured. I kind of want to do the bomb, though, because I, I, I do a lot of things high and I feel like it doesn't really incapacitate you. And if I do have pictures in the Japanese manual, maybe I'll have like a big X on like the, the things I'm not supposed to cut. You hope. Yeah. Hopefully I haven't uh, really considered. I mean, I'm being coached on the on the operation, even yeah. though I'm I probably will. Like I said, I'd probably pass out. But whatever. If you're summer house drunk, you're passed out. You fucking fall yeah. into the open wound. Yeah. Into his <laughs> into his stomach. and guts. So whether I'm liable for passing out is. You know, that would be what they'd have to litigate. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to try to do the, the drunk one because the bomb, you know, that's that's pretty immediately game over if I do fuck that up. But I could get away with the malpractice if I shave my beard, maybe like doll myself up like the, the court is hard on some white people, but he, they won't be hard on me because uh, <laughs> I was trying to save that kid's life. It wasn't yeah. my fault that I was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I was drunk before they told me to come into the operating room. It was their fault. All right. Would you rather turn uh, seven years old uh, with all your current knowledge? So you only go back and become seven. You uh, stay in the same time period and everything. Or you do the Billy Madison circuit, which is uh, I'm going to say first through 12th grade, all actual school years. So 12 years. But you get five million dollars at the end of it. So either you go back to first grade and complete all the grades or you just become a child again right now and try to make that work. We had this discussion, didn't we? We did, which is why I wanted to bring it up again in a more formal context. Because the seven-year-old thing opens it up to some possibilities where like, the novelty of you being like a clever seven-year-old, or at least a seven-year-old who has some, like, some sort of skill, that would be crazy. But the Billy Madison circuit, I'm... I'm 25 right now. So if I had to do 12 years worth of fucking school again, I'd be 37. I'd get $5 million. That's not like too bad of a deal. But if you got to do 12 years, you're going to be 70. That'd be crazy. You do get to retire though, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so it does it, it takes me 12 years. Mm -hmm. You have to do the full 12 years of schooling again. As a full-grown adult, it's not yeah. like you're going back and being a kid. That's going to be pretty easy in the beginning. I mean, come on, first grade? Yeah, but the tedium of having to be in the classroom every day, the kids probably will either gang up on you or, like, Yeah, and what do I do for, for money in the interim? Uh, I guess that's for you to decide. Either you're living off your laurels or you get some fucking job, but you are a first grader. Yeah. <laughs> the thing also with becoming a seven-year-old again that I thought about this earlier, that... You will have the brain of somebody who is, you know, fully developed. Yeah. But you have to essentially go through your whole life again. Right. So are you a pedophile for developing feelings for somebody or even like you have to avoid that almost in your mind? You're like, even if I'm a high schooler, I have to wait until this person is completely an adult before I can even engage with them because I'm 
50 years old in my mind. I'm 25 years old in my mind. Like, that's like a weird wrinkle in it, too. Like, you can't even fall in love and be like a normal kid because you would be uh, almost a pedophile. Yeah, that is a weird paradox. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because you would have to be all business. I mean, considering my age now. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I might try the seven-year-old thing. Yeah. What would be your claim to fame? What you? What do you think you could do as a seven-year-old that would differentiate you so you could at least make some money? I mean, you probably be well-spoken for a seven-year-old, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to figure it out, obviously. Hmm. I would... Uh... I would probably uh, buy into more stocks. <laughs> as a seven-year-old? You don't have any better... Not as seven, but I'm just saying, you know, going forward, you know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of things now that I would do... You what know, would you as buy I to, as a, like when you're growing up? Like what what stocks are you? I just know get all into? the mistakes I've made, you know, as a you know an adult now, and I would avoid those. But you're not but, coming back in time. You're just turning seven. No, I no, I get it. But at the same point, I mean, I don't know. I think I could. I think I could definitely uh, use it to my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I I'm more partial to the Billy Madison because like 12 years for me, like to get a payday at uh, at almost 40 of five million dollars, like I wouldn't have to do a goddamn thing almost for the rest of my life. Yeah. So. But I gotta go t- freaking 12. I'm gonna be 70. You do 70. Yeah. Straight up. And then get five million. Yeah. Eh. Like that's just your day job is just like taking yeah. uh, math and yeah. like geometry and shit like that, and learning. Uh, I guess shapes. <laughs> what do you learn shape? What do you even learn in first grade? Like, I don't actually know what is even being taught in that time period. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's been so long for you. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. So I, I think I would have to go with the Billy Madison one. Because, well, yeah, it makes sense for you. Yeah. Just in terms of like, I, there's not a lot of things I can do as a seven year old that are impressive. Like, like I had said in the conversation before, if I wrote like a book, at that age, like a really long book, I could really just be the most obnoxious version of myself. And just like, whoa, dude, this seven-year-old just wrote a thousand-page book? It's like, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> That's who the fuck I am, a seven-year-old. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Billy Madison one. Uh, all right, final would you rather. Would you rather be connected to your true soulmate with a red string or try to solve a murder mystery with uh, only child helpers and the murderer is trying to track you down? So with the first one... This is a, a complicated situation because in obviously you're married. In the right. case, though, that you get this fucking thing in your uh, your uh, finger and see that it isn't connected to mom, you will know that somewhere out there at the end of their string, that person is, is out there. Your true soulmate. Would you be ever tempted to like... Because that would drive me crazy. If I was with somebody and I had this fucking, you know, pinky of the leading to my real actual soulmate... I feel like my partner at the like would try to follow my shit and try to figure out who this lady is. Oh, so you're just saying all of a sudden this red string would appear. Yeah. It might not be connected to your, in my case, your mother. Yes. But you would, they would have the knowledge that it is out there. Like it's a, the string of destiny, essentially. Like, I think that's a really hard question. That's almost like that TV show where like they uh, it's kind of the same premise. Like they do some sort of test and they can tell who your soulmate is. And then all these people start breaking up and shit like that. But it's with string. So technically you could just follow it to that person. 
Right. Yeah, I think uh, I would definitely be connected to your mother, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your bases. Uh, yeah. No, that's uh, certainly the smart answer. Uh, I, I, I'm tempted to do that too, just because like that's a pretty novel thing. Because I don't really know if I believe in soulmates. I think that's uh, idyllic, especially with seven billion people in the world. At least five of them are pretty great, probably like probably over a million too. So the idea that there's only one person that is truly for me and they would be connected by my fucking pinky. I would love to see that happen. That'd be crazy. And the murder mystery thing, I mean, children are obviously not going to help me. Uh, I, I don't know if I could even really solve a murder mystery. We've tried to do those that board game where you like you solve crimes and shit like that. Didn't you play that with yeah. us? Yeah. I wasn't particularly good at that, but I don't think the children are, are really going to move that needle for me either. <laughs> so yeah, guess uh, guess we're both getting a little pinky full of strength. So, Dad, we've come up to uh, Ghibli All Grown Up. We're doing uh, bits, skits, or sequel ideas. So I guess we're not technically going to the strip clubs. I don't want to say you have a relapse. So we're going to take this victory march maybe home and have a nice cup of tea. But <laughs> we are still trying to get into the future of these characters. So was there anything? Spiked. Yeah. <laughs> a little alcohol in there just to fucking take off the edge of not having uh, dirty ass in your face. <laughs> So was there uh, anything that you had for this category? Uh, no, I didn't have anything. Hmm. I I had sort of an idea. Like it would be interesting that um, I guess once Rachel figures out that he's a a kid and that there's no foreseeable future where he's turning into an adult again. Like if she still choose uh, chooses to want to date him and like the the ridicule that she would get for dating a child who never ages. That's like a really, that's, I guess, the same sort of uh, conundrum that I brought up before. But like, well, that relationship is over once she figured out figures out he's a kid, right? Yeah, it well, has she'd to. have to wait 12 years. But then I'm sure she'd move on. Yeah, 12 years for, uh, oh, he's, I mean, yeah. he's 17. Yeah, but so. then, he, you know, I mean, I don't remember. How old is he? Um, I think he's seven and nine as Conan. No, I know it's Conan, but. How much, how old is he before he changes? Oh, 17. 17. Yeah. So like that's that's still like 10 years. That's tough. Uh, I, I had another uh, thing for just like a bit we could try. Uh, I wanted to do like uh, we're both caterers at like a rich guy party. At least how that uh, the bit starts or something like that. So we're working some sort of like uh, serving job where we have to go cater. Um, I guess some sort of affluent uh, party haver and uh Chaos ensues. You want to try it? I, I mean, chaos is just hopefully how it ends. I mean, we pulled uh, an immigrant <laughs> out of someone's ass last week, so you don't ever really know what's going to happen. So let me just uh, start a wee little timer. All right. So you're outside smoking a cigarette. I was like, hey, man, what's up? I'm Chuck. I'm working this catering company with you, man. Hey, Chuck. Bob. Bob, how long have you been in the business for? Actually, it's my first day. First day? Yeah. I got to tell you, you're in for a trip. Uh, I do these uh, these circuits quite a bit in this neighborhood, and we got some interesting cats up here. Uh, have you done any sort of serving before? No, not really. It's all it's all pretty easy. As long as you can uh, keep a steady hand with that tray and your drinks and your uh, 
Well, I guess I don't know what the, the hors d'oeuvres are going to be today, but, you know, just keep a steady hand and everything should be okay. Hey, hey, hey. Is that Patrick Erskine? <laughs> the XFL quarterback? Yeah. I think he's here. Is he that guy's a savage. <laughs> I love shit. that guy, man. Looks like he has... Oh, my God. Is that four different women on his fucking arm? What an absolute baller, dude. I mean, I think I heard that he was going, you know, into uh, rehab. Apparently not. It doesn't seem like that kind of guy could really stop going after, uh, I guess, the poo nanny that he's used to. But, hey, that's the type of people that you see at these parties, man. Rich people are all around and they're all congregating and doing crazy stuff. Do you actually know anything about the the host of this party? Like, because I, I, you know. I thought I didn't know anything, but I really don't know who this guy is. No, I don't know nothing. I was just told that, you know, somebody, you know, like, I'll get paid $15 an hour. Wow. They're only paying me 10 <laughs> Shit. Oh. That's pretty fucked up, actually. Yeah. Uh, the manager of calls like, hey, jackasses, stop smoking each other's dicks and let's go to work. I fucking hate that oh, guy. man. Melvin. I don't know if I can do this. It's okay, man. We're here together. You, Bob, we got this. All right. So we walk into the party and there uh, are quite a collection of people. Uh, I guess on the uh, the snack bar, it's all just like cereals, like Captain Crunch. It's fucking uh, like Frosted Flakes, uh, Booberry uh, stuff. And then we see Tony the Tiger in the corner and then fucking it's like, oh, my God, dude, is that Captain Crunch? <laughs> Captain Crunch is here. I thought he was just the guy, a cartoon character. I can't believe he's in here in real life. And Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Is he smoking a blunt? Yeah. This is a crazy party. He's got his cat here, too, Spot. <laughs> Spot. <laughs> uh, fucking Melvin. Like, hey, hey, come hey. on, pick up some trays, man. We got to go it, actually start serving You think it might be funny, man, if I slip something in Patrick's drink? I mean, I want to see him get crazy with those strippers. I mean, what do you have on you right now? I got some Molly. Bob, you have Molly? Yeah. Do you have enough for us? Sure. All right, dude. Let's fucking do it. All right. So I fucking take a little Molly on the tongue. You do the same. Rub it into your goddamn gums. And I guess you go over to uh, Patrick Erskine uh, with your tray. Patrick. Love you, man. You're my favorite. Hey, thanks a lot. I'm... uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm so happy that you came up and said hello. I don't often get a lot of fans coming out. Hey, I'm 100% behind you, man. But, you know, that rehab stuff, I don't think you need it. Well, did you watch the special with Joe Cuck? I feel like I kind of got bombarded there, so I yeah, agree. Well, your family's got some problems. It was apparent. Well, you know, my dad is a little bit of a cuck. My sister's a whore, and my mother is... is <laughs> decrepit so there's no wonder that my dad would cheat on her but <laughs> so what do you got on this uh this tray of yours well i got some little uh pigs in a blanket pigs in a blanket yeah oh okay yeah it's probably what i'm trying to do with some of these strippers if you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so rude the stripper <laughs> i pop one in my mouth it's like wow this is a little it has a, like a weird residue on it. Did you? Uh, is that like onion powder? Yeah, let's just say it's my special recipe. Okay, man. Well, uh, thanks. I'm gonna go hang out with my 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 pigs over there. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, the 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 host of the party comes up and uh, starts like trying to get everyone's attention. Like, oh, that's not a clinking. 
I can't <laughs> ring the <laughs> I can't ring the glass. Uh, welcome everybody. It is such an honor to have all my closest friends. As you can see, the Count Chocula Manor has been here for many years in East Bel Air. And I'm so glad we can come together as all the mascots of the different serial companies and form a, a perfect union of, of, of breakfast eating. I've gathered you all here today not just to be a part of something bigger than you and I, but to see who will be my second in command. So, everybody, gather around. Tony the Tiger, come here. Uh, Boo Berry, uh, Lucky Charm Man, stop fucking with the Keebler Elves. Come over here. I almost sound like, I don't even know who I'm trying to be anymore. But <laughs> Keebler Elves. I have compiled uh, a puzzle for you all to solve. There are rattlesnakes hidden throughout this, <laughs> throughout the yard. And inside there is a message in Taiwanese. You have to catch the snake and try to figure out the message on the inside. The next clue will be in there. So I guess uh, everybody starts scrambling around trying to fucking find the snakes. Like, yo, Bob, are we just fucking high right now or is this insane? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not putting my hand in any place where it might be a snake. <laughs> One of the snakes jumps up and bites the stripper in the leg. Ah! Ah! Whoa, Hold whoa, on, whoa. man. Let me suck out the poison. <laughs> Was that Erskine? <laughs> you just pulled out her pants. Erskine, she got, she got bit on the ass, not... <laughs> Eating out her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, uh, uh, fucking Toucan Sam grabs a rattlesnake by the fucking neck and, like, bites its head off and, like, unravels the thing. It's like, I got it! I got it! <laughs> All right, Toucan. What does the message say? It says, uh, well, I'll be honest, Cow Chocolate, I don't read fucking Taiwanese. Oh. Well, the timer just went off, but. Oh! Well, this is a, a large oversight on myself to think that you all speak Taiwanese like myself. <laughs> Taiwanese. Then, uh, I guess Toucan Sam is, uh, slowly inundated with the poison that it's in his mouth, and he just starts, like, trying to read it. He starts foaming. It's like, wait, I think I. <laughs> And then he fucking dies on the ground. And, uh, Bob, go try to resuscitate. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't, I'm not getting paid enough to do this stuff, man. I'm not going to be, you know, I don't even eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Toucan Sam was? Yeah. Fruit Loops? All right. That's fucking fine. This is just ridiculous. I had no idea what I was doing there. So, I'm, yeah, uh, you surprised me with the, uh, the serial card uh, characters. Well, in my mind, I was going to, uh, it was something about the count. And I'm like, who would be a count? And then it was just like, oh, Count Chocula. And then he has just cereal. But that wasn't, uh, that wasn't as well thought out as I would have hoped. <laughs> so maybe next week I'll actually have something funny to say. But until then, we will try to put this one on the Rushmore. Right. Uh, so there's only two entries this week. One is going to be the Detective Rushmore. Uh, which has uh, Jack Nicholson, Jake G G Giddies, Gitz in Chinatown, uh, Bob Hoskins as Eddie Valiant in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes in Sherlock Holmes, and Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in Knives Out. Hmm. So does uh, does Conan have a chance? Nah, I can't. 
I you don't think so? This. No. I think he does. Really? I think, I mean, the novelty of him being a, a, a genius child detective who, I mean, even as a 17-year-old, he's the, he's solving, you know, huge crimes. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm, like, trying to even look at some of these people, I don't think Sherlock Holmes has a chance of being taken off. I also like Bob Hoskins as Eddie Valiant because he's interacting with cartoon characters, which obviously I'm a fan of. Uh, but but Jake in Chinatown and Benoit Blanc uh, knives out. I almost want to take Nicholson off. Maybe really? no. I guess maybe Daniel Craig is. I guess is, you're, if you're gonna take somebody off, it's gonna be Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think that's maybe recency bias. I did like that character. I thought it was funny his accent. Yeah, but I'm okay with taking Daniel Craig off. All right. I got to put a, I mean, this is a, a, an anomaly, dude. He's f- solving crimes about bombs. He's fucking a genius kid. Like that, that's more significant than being, uh, all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. That, I think that actually has like some bearings to be on there. Uh, and then the other Rushmore we have on here, the, uh, age in reverse Rushmore, which isn't actually the best name for it. I couldn't find the way that perfectly described it, but it's uh, anybody who has a, an age fluctuation throughout the fucking film. Right. So uh, Tom Hanks as Josh Baskin and Big, uh, Jennifer Garner as Jenna Rink in 13 Going on 30, Zach Efron as Mike O'Donnell in 17 again, and then Brad Pitt in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button as the titular character. So another one for Conan. Does he have a chance to, uh, I guess for me, at least clean house? Maybe not for you. Yeah, I'll take him off. I mean, take him off. Put him on. Who do you think you're going to take uh, off? Zach. Zach Efron? Zach is... And I didn't even see that 17 again. I think it had Matthew Perry in it as like the, the older version of him. And obviously, uh, you know, he becomes young again. And that's actually kind of weird. I mean, that kind of like goes to uh, what we were talking about earlier. Like... You're hooking up with young high schoolers. I know you're 17 again, but you're like a grown man in your mind. Like that's right. a that's a fucked up plot. Yeah, it is. I think the, the that actually has to be like brought up to more people in these these screenwriting situations. Like, are they pedophiles for for, for wanting to go back and be with these these young girls? So I'm okay with taking Zach off and his uh, new weird face that he has and putting uh, Jimmy Kudo back up wow two for two who would have thunk yeah i know granted it wasn't you know a full uh a full rushmore uh foursome so he didn't really uh go through the circuit and so in the way that some other movies did but i like that for him i think that's cool i see that's what i'm saying i enjoy this movie enough to at least give him the consideration so uh next up i'm done talking about this movie uh but i am trying to make it my, my own so what is uh I guess what is your right away bait for this live action Netflix recast? I'm having a hard time talking. I feel like anytime I have like more than one sip of wine, I completely lose the ability to speak. <laughs> and I haven't even really drank this at all, so I'm gonna fucking just chug it. It's out. um it's a good wine. It's all right. I like it. So uh what was your right away bay? Uh no way bay. Yeah, I don't think Bay I don't think Bay has it on this one. No. Uh, did you have anything for a director? No, I sort of skipped it. Yeah. I I only put this one up here at the last minute, but I had a uh, Ryan Johnson who was the Knives Out director. And I just like the the comedic twist and turns of that movie. So, I thought maybe he could uh rebring that magic to uh the the Case Closed franchise. Yeah, I like that pick. 
So who is your Conan Etagawa or your Jimmy Kudo? So both of them, really. Well, I had um, Ian Chen mm-hmm. and Lance Lim as okay. the older. Dope. What and, are uh, uh, they in? Uh, well, Ian Chen is... Uh, is he fresh off the boat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lance Lim... Oh, crap. What the heck was he in? Um, Lance Lim is in Growing Up Fisher, Mandelaville, Magnum P.I.? Yes. Oh, interesting. The new Magnum P.I., I guess. Magnum P.I. Why would you just, like... If it doesn't have Tom Selleck in it, what's the point? I don't know. Does anyone have a mustache in that fucking show? I mean, we're getting fucking... We're, I'm not even sure what his character would be, but... Yeah. <laughs> He's Magnum P.I. That'd be crazy. Uh, who did you have as your Rachel Moore? I had Emma Watson. And I like trying to put Emma in there. Yeah. No, Emma Emma is always going to get the pass for me. I know you have some sketchy picks sometimes where I'm just like, you're just dipping into your bag because you got nothing else. Yeah. But Emma works for me there because Emma just works on my heart. Yeah. Uh, I had Margaret Qualley, who, thank God she got out of that relationship with uh, Shia LaBeouf because Shia has taken a, a nosedive in uh, public perception and... He might have even given her the big H. So it's funny that you bring him up because I, I, you know, as I was looking at these, you know, for some of these characters, I saw him and I'm like, wow, we've never put Shia in any of these things, man. And I was like tempted to throw him in there, but I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. He's tainted goods at this point. He gave, I think he gave herpes to like one of some other lady, dude. Like he, he has some. Well, he's always got controversy surrounding him. There's always something him and a woman or somebody accusing him of something. Yeah, he's a fucking bad dude at this point. I'm okay with, uh, you know, I know I said I love Shia like an early, I think it was the Nausicaa podcast, but no longer. I've, I've fallen out of love with Shia LaBeouf as uh, anyone who is rational should. Uh, speaking of problematic men, who did you have as your Richard Moore? Um, <laughs> Johnny Depp? Yeah, I think... Uh, which I don't. I'm. I'm thinking. Is is Johnny even coming back? I mean, is he? He's. I think he's touring with Alice Cooper, in his band. Really? Yeah. Is he singing? No, he's just playing guitar or something. I, I'm just. I, I don't know what his role is, but that's. I want to cool. say he's playing with Alice Cooper. I mean, he played with the Hollywood Vampires. I think that's the name of the group. Huh. A bunch of, and I, I'll have to look it up. Well, we usually see him at the uh, the other end of our bar with Musky just feeding him drinks. So yeah. I'm glad he's he got off his ass and, and did something with his life. Because what has he done in the last, like, three years or so? I don't think he's done anything. In the last three years, it's hard to say. I know he was the guy in Harry Potter who was, like, uh, in the Fantastic Beast, excuse me, who was, like, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. But he got dumped right. after the whole uh, Amanda And, and I don't thing. think anybody, I mean, he's... He's being shunned at this point. You know, maybe maybe we've just had a, enough of Johnny Depp. I think his good graces uh, have maybe run out, dude. I, I really don't even know what he's bringing to an acting performance that like is really worth uh, talking about, to be honest with you. So maybe this will be the the, the revitalization of Johnny Depp's career. Uh, this is almost like a yeah. Mordecai yeah. Uh, role for him if he's going to be Richard. Well, Moore. that's where I, I kept thinking of that mustache that he had mm-hmm. in Mordecai. That's funny. At least we had the same sort of thought. Uh, I had another mustachioed man. I had uh, Adam Sandler, who doesn't always rock the mustache, but in this picture I do have him here. And I, I think Richard Moore is obviously like a bumbling 
kind of idiot. Yeah. And Sandler can definitely play that up. He definitely could be a father type figure to Margaret Qualley, uh, at least in terms of like their physical attributes. So, right. I think uh, I think I like that pick. Uh, Is the more Margaret Qualley was she in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? She was. was. That, yeah. She one. was the the seventeen year old yeah. trying to blow Brad Pitt in his car. He's yeah. Just, not having it. That's what I thought. As he should. Brad Pitt is a smart one. Uh, hooking up with minors. Uh, who is your your big bad Leo Joel? I had Colin Fior. Who? Colin Fior? Yeah. Who was he that? was in uh, Umbrella Academy. I, th- I, I don't know if you watched that on Netflix. I've Umbrella seen a few Academy. episodes. He plays like the, the father in the... Oh, he's like, everybody hates him. Isn't yeah. that the whole thing? I also think he was nominated. Uh, no, that's not him. No, that's my other pick. Okay. Robbie <laughs> Robbie uh, Coltrane. But um, Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? I'm going to ask that again. But Yeah, he actually got nominated. We'll get there when we get yeah. there. I had, uh, I had Benedict Cumberbatch, who... Uh, sported a mustache uh, in a, a couple different films. Yeah. I think he did it in um, uh, 1917. But he does have that type of high class, but also like he can be like a villain, like the something under the under the surface. I think is always weird about Benedict Cumberbatch. So uh, I think he'd be a good villain. Obviously, he's done it multiple times, so it wouldn't be too much of a stretch. Well, yeah, but I don't think he'd ever be part of a movie like this, but. <sighs> Who would ever be a part of... I mean, it's got fucking... I mean, depending on who's casting. But I guess we could say that about any of these. Yeah, I was going to say. Live action anime recasts. Yeah. The thing that anyone would sign on to do yeah. any of these movies. Especially is this wild. one where you, you can't even find it on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, no. You know, uh, Benedict, uh, we got a great part for you. Yeah. yeah. Cold case, you know. Uh, Cold case. Case closed. Case closed. You yeah. don't even know the name. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that, some people are maybe going to be down for it, and some people are definitely not. Maybe Benedict would be for. Yeah. Uh, who is your Doctor Agassa? Doctor Agassa. This is um. Oh, Bob Balabin. He's like a that guy for me. Like yeah. I know his face, but I couldn't tell you a single thing that he's been in. Yeah. He got nominated for an Academy Award in Gosford, Gosford Park, I believe. There was a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the movie's about, but when did it come yeah. out? Yeah, uh, years ago. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, I just was looking at his IMDb and and saw some of his. Uh, but he did get in. I think he was in uh, Downtown Abbey. Okay. That's a, yeah, no, I mean, I, people. Yeah, he exactly. He's just one of those dudes that you've seen him, but you know, mm-hmm. he's not. You know. Extremely well-known or famous. No, he's not handsome enough to be well-known. No. Uh, I don't really have any rationalization behind this pick. I kind of just wanted to throw Jason Alexander in there. Like, I couldn't find anybody else that felt good to me other than Jason Alexander. And what I don't understand about, I guess, him as a, maybe more so a person than an actor, but obviously he has a lot of money. What, what spurs somebody with that type of cash to only go to pay instead of getting an actual hair transplant because I know that he tried to make that transition to being a haired fellow at some point uh, post Seinfeld and then he reverted back but I, I just don't understand I guess how you I, how you don't just like pull the plug 
and fully just get a hair transplant instead yeah. of a wig. Well, I mean, I think once you've gone bald and you're known to be bald, I don't think you can really, you know, everybody that ever does that, everybody just like goes, oh, you know, what the hell is he doing? I mean, it's just like anybody that gets a nose job or something like that. I mean, that's just... You well, know, people still I mean, Deion Sanders has was bald for like a decade. And then all of a sudden he has got a perfect fucking hairline like people like that. Nobody gives him shit for it. I think it's becoming more commonplace where like Jason Alexander could have gotten a full hair transplant and been fine. I believe I believe he could have done. It. But would it have helped him? Helped him what? dude? Like, In his career. I mean, as. <sighs> what he got? What if he would he have still gotten shallow? Hal? like what would is they Jason be able Al- to do a. uh uh, a reunion with on Seinfeld. <laughs> Have they ever done a reunion on Seinfeld? <laughs> no, they haven't. I know in like, uh, uh, can you imagine though, if he freaking showed up with hair, that would actually would be funny. That would be pretty funny. It's just like, <laughs> see Jerry be like, so what's up with the hair? <laughs> <laughs> you were bald. Yeah. Where's your hair? <laughs> All right. Uh, who was your inspector? Maguire, I think that's M E G U R E. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have uh, Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane. That's who that is. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, who the fuck is Robbie Coltrane? But obviously, uh, just seeing the mustache without the big beard. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. I'm the always... thing is, is I when I was looking him up, I I stumbled upon an article, and I guess he has some kind of bone condition, and he says he's like in pain twenty four hours a you know, a day. I mean, all the time. He's in, I guess, massive pain. He's got some kind of a bone condition, so I don't even know if he's acting right now. That's really sad. Yeah. He's got some kind of arthritis or something like that. Is he super tall? Is he actually, like, No, tall, I don't tall? think he's super tall. I mean, I think they made him look super tall in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. I mean, it was the way that they filmed it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I imagine. I just didn't know if that had any, like, bearings of no. truth. Uh, and I just had Nick Offerman, the 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 real mustache man himself, with a yeah. lot of people who have had mustaches in this in this movie. Uh, I think Nick Offerman has to take the lead as uh, Inspector yeah. McGuire. I mean, if you type in you know actors with mustaches, he comes cleans up. house every time. I know it's just like he's like the you know the epitome of the mustache actor. I guess you know yeah. he's the go to mustache guy. Him and uh, Sam Elliott. He's absolutely the pre- yeah. Actually, Sam Elliott is the premier premier. Yeah. Like that's like the vintage yeah. mustache, and then Nick Offerman is right. second in command. Uh, so, Dad, last call. Uh, I certainly haven't dipped too much into this uh, this true myth, but maybe you have a uh, a little bit more of an appreciation for it. But we aren't just at the the, the rating just yet. I do want to know if you have any other questions before we uh, hop outside. Yeah, I do have a question. Um... How are they, how is it that they can, you know, uh, Jimmy Kudo, how can he continue to be six years old and his girlfriend keeps like trying to, you know, get him to meet her or whatever? I mean, after some time, you've got to realize that it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Like he just disappears for like three years or yeah, whatever. You know? Just ghosts her. He keeps so talking to her like, yeah, we'll meet, but oh no, that's a bad day. That's not, I'm not going to be able to meet you there. You know, it's. It's impossible to keep the the roost going like that. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. I just I don't know how you can manage that. I, no normal girl would tolerate that. You know, unless in the series at some point he lets her know. I mean, and I don't know anything about it. Maybe at some point he just says, "Hey, you know," because mm-hmm. why wouldn't he just tell her the truth? Because he's he maybe believes that he's going to be able to become like a, an adult again. I I don't know. I have to watch a little bit more Detective Conan, yeah, right. but. 
that is a good question and it, it bears being asked just like how is this relationship going to work if kudo is constantly dodging her and he's going to be a kid for the foreseeable future so, i mean i think in the movie he sort of you know broaches that that question you know like oh maybe this is it you know when i get you know exposed or something i think he realizes yeah. that he's you know he can't keep this going mm-hmm. but whatever i mean obviously uh he can't get uh, older at any point of the series is over. Yeah, that's true. So I guess he's just going to have to be prepubescent yeah. and single, uh, yeah. as, a, as a true detective should be. Uh, so, Dad, notes on errata. We are outside waiting for this Uber. Does the, do, I guess, do you have anything that you want to bring up, apologize for, uh, any closing comments? Nah, I got nothing. No? I always have probably something, but I don't put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I do have something to say this week. You do. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I didn't give it a listen when we recorded the last week's episode. And I, uh, I took a listen afterwards to the Rosian Z episode. And uh, during the, the Lemon Party bit, I was a, I was a little dismissive, as uh, maybe almost like homophobic. And I wanted to clear the air. I have absolutely no bigotry towards uh, anybody in the uh, LGBTQIA+, whatever. I'm mostly bigot against cops and old people. So when I said that was gross, specifically because it was old. I got a problem with the old people. I'll thank you. This is why <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. You as were, your father at 58, I am classified as old. No, you're not. Yeah. You're like, you look... So I'm the exception to... You're an exception to the rule. Yeah. But also, as uh, every old person except your mother and father, exactly, exactly. That's that's how like most bigots can work. They can just sort of like weave out like. And what's your problem with old people? <sighs> A lot, dude. Honestly, I just think they're ruining our country. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was gonna say the uh, you brought this up because it was mentioned in Summer House. But I've always had the the theory that. Really, being straight is almost just asking to be unhappy. I feel like if more people were gay, they'd probably be happy. Because for one, I think a girl can probably eat better pussy and fuck a girl better than any guy can. So I imagine, as Carl said in Summer House, a dude giving head is probably the best version of it. (laughs) As long as they're not old. So, (laughs) I have no problem with that. It's probably great. Just not from an old person. So... I, 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 that's how I'm going to fucking end this episode. Yeah, so in okay. an apology to, uh, to anybody who may be misconstrued where my bigotry lies. <laughs> you just needed to give an apology, man. You didn't have to go there, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's absolutely real because honestly, <laughs> <laughs> girls don't know how to suck dick. Most of the time, a guy inherently knows how they want their dick sucked. If I suck my own dick, if I suck my own dick, I would give myself the best head in the world because I know exactly what I want. Oh, no. And that's probably uh, where I'm going to end this podcast. We're not going to even say anything else. This is just... Is that why you signed up for yoga? No. I just... Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, I had fucking uh, surgery to remove the ribs in my body. It's like, wow, this is like a weird operation, Drew. Are you sure you want to do this? It's like, yes, mom and dad. I, I definitely want to be able to bend over, touch my own fucking dick with my face. Uh... All right. Did <laughs> well, what was your uh, Jackson Maine through the window? Hey, what's your wine rating? Um, I'm gonna give it four out of five 
timed bombs. Ooh. I will give it three out of five. I can't say pedophilic relationships. That's oh wrong. my god! No, uh, three out of five uh, poison pills because this didn't actually taste all that well for me, at least. Oh, it's the poison pill for you. Yeah, uh, maybe this will make me feel like a child again. But probably not. So. Uh, I guess if you guys like what we're doing, we do uh, need some more suggestions. If you guys have anything that you wanted us to, uh, I guess, tackle in these episodes. We had a lot of fun doing it with Jinro, and we would love to do it with something else. So even so, five stars, leave a review, we'll shout you out, whatever you want to be shouted out for. Even just the, your full name, dude. I'll even say your address. It really doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like an invitation to like an orgy. Like if you want to fucking, you know, be there. I don't know. I'm just saying that I'm willing to do almost anything. Yeah, this is not going to be the hookup podcast. It could be. I talk about hooking up all the time. So it- <laughs> it'll be like one of those things where they call in like, yeah, can you um say, you know, I love you to my boyfriend so-and-so and, you know. Like, I would. Yeah. I would do that. Delilah. What, who's that woman that does the radio show and they call in? And, oh, Jesus. I don't know. She, no, I don't know either. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big radio guy, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I'm not either, but it used to be a thing. There was some woman and, you know, people would call in and they would, you know, want to shout out to their boyfriend and then mm. she would play a song, you know, that they wanted them to play. But Yeah, if if you want me to shout out your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, dude, even your, your dick-sucking old man uh, grandfather, I don't care. I, I'm fucking here for it, even if they're old. Yeah. So five stars, uh... And just like always, if you guys, uh, what am I even saying at the end? Just like always, <laughs> I'm completely falling apart. Whatever, guys. Don't drink and drive. Fucking, hopefully this is fine. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>